Good day, one and all. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper. It's a wonderful day here, and I'm here today with What's on the Table. The music I'm listening to, this is a my favorites kind of music day. And I'm starting with one of my all times. This is Carol King. The song is Been to Canaan. Hey, I hope today finds you well. If not well, you're getting better. Just believe it. Just believe it. Um, I want to talk about a few different things today. Um, fasting. My birthday. Uh, a lot of Super Bowl stuff. And the myth of Valentine's Day. And they're in chrono- chronological order, okay? So the first thing, fasting. Uh, this this song here, though, let me stop for a second. This song is from the Tapestry album, I believe. Uh, no, I'm sorry, for Rhymes and Reasons. Carol King was fabulous. The music of the 70s is fabulous. That's a whole nother podcast coming soon. So, I decided to, uh, for my own health, um, health firstly, not that I'm just in bad health, but I just wanted to do something different. So I decided to... Uh, kind of joined the woman I'm related to by marriage who was going on a much more involved fast, which was three weeks. I decided at the beginning, mine was not going to be three weeks. It was going to be about 10 days um, to just do things differently, some things differently. Um, I decided to stop pastries and Danish. I love a good cheese Danish, a good apple turnover, a good, uh, I don't know, blueberry muffin, a good donut. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. And I would have one every day on my way with the coffee. And I decided to stop coffee for a while. So I cut out Danish. I cut out coffee. I cut out sweets. And I backed off on the internet. So I've been away for about two weeks. But it's all good, y'all. I'm, you know, you didn't miss. I didn't miss anything. Um, I'm glad you decided to tune back in. But it's been about two weeks. So during my fast... It wasn't as hard as I thought it was to stop doing some things. And the other thing is that part of it for me, understanding that if I gave it up, maybe I don't want to go back to it. Hey, it's been about four weeks and I still have not had a Danish. I still have not had a, uh, well, I eat, and you know what? I eat bran muffins. I'm a man of a certain age. I eat brand mothers. That gives me that fix. Now, I will say this. Three and a half weeks in, I'm headed into a CVS. No, I'm headed into a uh, Firehouse Subs to give me a nice sub one afternoon. And right out in front of the sub place were four Girl Scouts. Yeah. And they had a table full of Girl Scout cookies. Before I realized what I was doing, I had bought two boxes of Thin Mints, one box of Tree Falls, and one box of Lemon Drops. I have cracked a label on them. Um, I have only really eaten one roll of Lemon Drops. I haven't really done a lot with, with my Girl Scout cookies, but it's just the amazing thing that the sight of Girl Scout cookies, not really knowing when the season was in front of my eyes, I immediately reached for my pocket and before I knew it, I had spent $20 on Girl Scout cookies. And I convinced myself it was for the cause. Yeah, they're for me. Nothing like a good thin mint. And I'm not sure what you really drink. 
I don't drink milk with thin mints. I'm not really sure what you eat with a really thin mint. I've been doing a lot of water. I drink a lot of water, but I'm not tripping now. Water is really, really good, but I also still do apple juice and orange juice. And I'm back on my blueberries in the kick, fresh blueberries in the morning with a banana. The coffee, I never really drank a lot of coffee. I drank maybe at the most three quarters of a cup, four days a week. But just to stop all of that, I will say this. I did get slight for a day or two after maybe eight or seven days, slight headaches when I drank a little bit of, I don't know, some kind of juice. But it's all good. I don't think I'll ever go back to the pastries like I was. Um, I have a really good metabolism, so it's not about my weight. It's just about trying something new. And the fasting thing is good. Now, I wasn't going to get to where we did the all vegetables things because I don't eat vegetables that burst in your mouth. Uh, I don't eat peas. I don't eat corn. I don't eat llama beans, any kind of bean or pea. came from an experience as a child where... uh, If you're a person of a certain age, you recall Campbell's pork and beans. Well, in my household, um, to get a ice cream sandwich for dessert one evening, I had to eat a spoonful of them, just a spoonful. And I had a bunch of my siblings cheering me on, eat a spoonful of Campbell's pork and beans. So I courageously put it in my mouth and that was the worst thing I've ever had. And I promised myself I would never ever be promised, be, be, be fooled again. I will never, ever be fooled again into trying something like Campbell's pork and beans. Okay? I don't know. It's kind of weird, but part of the maze, that is me. This is, uh, again, my favorites. This is Al Jarreau from the 1977 Live in London album. The song is Burst Into the Dawn. Burst in with the dawn. Let me say it properly. Hey. In high school, listening to this guy changed the game musically for me. Just said, be yourself. Study your craft and be yourself. And you have you are who you are. Algero bursting with the dawn. So, part two. I was talking about fasting. And again, I have not gone back on pastries. Um, I really am going back on sweets. Um, pretzels. I'm still a potato chip man. And I feel good. Next comes my birthday. Now, um, I turned 66, I'll say it. I'm only going to say it once, so don't ask me. If you missed it, you rewind it or we keep moving. I'm not a embarrassed by the age I'm blessed by the age I am not embarrassed at my age I am so blessed at my age because I feel good I look good everything still works I'm talking about walking and talking and all of that yeah the other those work too that works too everything still works and God has blessed me every single day now I do recall though and I, I've told this story before when I'm Uh, The woman I'm related to by marriage had our first son, who, again, blessings on top of blessings. He was born three days before me, February the 3rd. And ladies, if you recall, back in the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s, when 
you went to the hospital with child and had a baby, the normal procedure was to keep you there for four days. So the calendar in my mind said, my wife and my little man will be home on the 7th of February. My birthday is the 6th of February. Do the math. I'm going to party and then start being a dad on the very next day. Well, on the 6th of February, I get a call from the woman I'm related to by marriage who is still in the hospital and I'm thinking she's calling to wish me a joyous day and I'm coming to see her very soon. But she's calling me crying and she wants to come home. And the doctors have okayed for her to come home. Party canceled. Bring wife and child home. When I look back, blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings. Every time I think about my birthday, I think about the best birthday present I've ever had. My son, my first son. So that's the beginning of that. At this point in time now though, we do, we try to craft for our birthdays we try to craft out exactly what it is we want to do. I've never needed and wanted a big party uh, for my birthday. Never really. Unless it was a real party where people partying about me. And not just partying because they're in a space getting a free meal and hanging out and drinking. You know, so I don't do a lot of those. But I went back to Philadelphia. I hadn't been in Philadelphia for a couple of days in a couple of years. I have 13 siblings overall. 11 to 12 of them are in Philadelphia. Well, maybe 10 or 11 of them. So I got to go home. And we, we go by numbers. I'm the eighth born, so I went to see number one, who whose health is getting better. And I went to see number three, whose health is getting better. And I got a chance to take number three to see number one. And that's how I spent the two days before my birthday. And then I saw everybody else the day after that. And I felt good. That's what I wanted. That's the gift I wanted to give myself to see my siblings on my birthday or before my birthday. I just stayed down in Philadelphia. I went to a wonderful place with my, my niece, one of my nieces, who is the daughter of the brother I rediscovered, well, no, I discovered two years ago. Her and her husband, we had a grand time in downtown Philadelphia. And, and then I just came back to Virginia on that Monday with my pets and my woman and we just relaxed. And that's what I wanted to do. Now, it was a four or five days of cocktails and cigars. So relaxing was in order. And I enjoyed every single minute of it. Here's the thing about birthdays now to me also. Um, more and more, I look forward to every day. But I also want to connect the dots. Birthdays, you know what? I'll, I'll say it like this. Maybe I see birthdays now as fulfilling a bucket list. Or, or creating images in my mind for my legacy, for myself, for the people around me. I, I want to do things that mean, you know, everything means something. But I want to do things that are close to me. I want to say it before, while I'm here. I want to do it while I'm here. 
I want to feel it while I'm here. Um, and that could be having a great party somewhere. Yeah, I partied every night. Don't get don't get it twisted. I partied every night. But I put myself in the place around the people I wanted to be around every single day. And I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, hmm. the, the other thing I will say about having birthdays now at this point in my life, I have a little phrase that says, the closer you get to God, meaning chronologically, why can't I say chronologically? The closer you get to God is the closer you get to God. If that makes sense at all. The closer you get to God is the closer you get to God. And with that being said, I lost a dear college friend, um, Carol Everly, part of a touring group that we just performed on the eastern coast of the country um, every year in college. And she actually shared my senior recital. A soprano of immense talent. And she passed away this week. So there's another blessing. She's the blessing in my life. And I'm blessed that I'm still here. Still work to do. And still God has given me time to do it. So, okay. I spoke on fasting. I've spoken on uh, my birthday. Now let's talk about Super Bowl. This is the one and only Luther Vandross. The song is having a party. Yeah. The voice is unmistakable. The talent was undeniable. It still resonates. I still haven't heard a more soulful singer, naturally soulful singer in my life than this man right here. Luther Vandross, bad boy, having a party. Super Bowl. <clears throat> I've never been the kind of guy who wants to go to a Super Bowl party. I don't want to go to Super Bowl parties. I have done them before. But I don't want to go to a Super Bowl party because I love football. The Super Bowl is the last football game of the season. I don't care who's playing in it. I love the game of football and I want to watch the last football game of the season. If not alone with the woman I'm related to by marriage or my sons, people who love football. So we don't talk over the game. Yeah. And this was a really, really good game. This football game was more like a chess match. And... Kansas City had the king. Now, those of you who know me, and I thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you want to share it, enjoy it, subscribe to it. You know I'm a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. I always said that Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, is worth three points. Last year, they beat my Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl by three points. This year, Six and a half minutes left in overtime. They are down by four points or three points. But they got Patrick Mahomes. He walks the dog, game is over. That was worth 
the price of admission. And I couldn't have seen it better being at the game than I did at home. Um, but here's something I did do this year that I hadn't done before. I went to a pre-Super Bowl party. I thought, oh, you know, the woman I'm related to by marriage wanted to go to a pre-Super Bowl party. Okay, her, her group. So I said, okay. Part of the reason why I really wanted to go was the day before she said, you can wear your jersey. Oh, I could wear my jersey. I have several jerseys, but my, and I have two of these, but the, and the prize jersey I have is a Harold Carmichael, number 17, Kelly Green, Eagles jersey. Harold Hall of Fame Carmichael, number 17, Kelly Green, Eagles jerseys. And I have two because one is autographed by Harold Carmichael, Hall of Fame, Philadelphia Eagle, number 17 jersey. And I went and it was a small gathering, but it was really, really cool. Um, you could just look at the teams that the people were, the jerseys that the people wore, and all the people were really cool. And we talked mostly football. It was glorious. We, we drank a little, we ate a lot, and we talked about life. But we also, the conversation, you're talking about an icebreaker. Go to a party wearing a football jersey. That's a cool, that's an icebreaker. Then you just go at it, you know, teams and teams. And we had a good time doing that. Um, we make such a spectacle out of things in this country as if it's something that we're supposed to do. I'm over the Super Bowl halftime shows. Okay, Usher was okay. I hear the, 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 the clamor for how great he was. Okay, for me, he was professional. He was good. Um, I didn't pay close attention to the whole show. It seemed like there was a different song every eight or nine seconds in his performance. Now, I will say this. I waited for my dude. I wanted to see Luda. I am a big Ludacris fan, even though I can't tell you every song he's ever done. I love his energy as a performer. So I have watched the Yeah, which I knew, which anybody would have known was going to be the last song of the Usher set at halftime. And I watched Luda do his thing. That was cool. The commercials, I I forgot Super Bowl commercials were supposed to be a thing. Because I wasn't paying attention. I did, however, like the creativity and the humor of the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial. The Ben Affleck J-Lo. I thought that was really cool. I really did. It just seemed fun. They were making fun of themselves. They were having a good time. And they were pushing a product. Okay? But the story was the, the energy in the commercial. I thought that was the only cool one. It was the only one I could really recall as being that cool. So, again, it's all about the game to me. And it was a really good game in the Super Bowl. Um, the halftime show, okay. I didn't feel it like others felt it. Um, except for when my dude Luda came out. But that's what we do here. There is a, a, a call to make the Super Bowl now um, the day before, the day before what? The day before President's Day. So that Monday becomes a holiday. I could have used that holiday this Monday. And since I kind of work for myself, I made it a holiday. But it makes sense. The game comes on at nighttime. People everywhere in this country are having a good time. 
to get up and go to work the next morning, it's probably a very low productivity day. So move it to the Sunday before President's Day. Common sense. This, Ronald Isley, the Isley brothers. Make me say it again. Um, hey. As a man of a certain age in the 70s and house parties, whether they were the blue light in the basement parties in D.C. or the red light parties in the basement in Philadelphia or wherever you lived, if you were a teenager going to a house party, there was a rhythm to the music. Um, there were normally three or four fast dance records. And at that time, there wasn't a lot of central air conditioning in the houses I was going to that my friends and people I knew were having parties at. So there was normally a giant fan sitting in the corner that oscillated back and forth. Um, so if you position yourself in front of the fan, you were cool or somewhere near the fan. But if it was in the, in the summertime or the springtime, and most house parties were, it was warm. But after those three or four fast songs, there was one slow song. And unlike the music of today, where every record seems to be about three minutes and 30 seconds, these songs lasted for five minutes, six minutes. So if you were so inclined to socialize, yeah, we didn't have cell phones in our hands then. We, if you felt so inclined to talk to someone that you wanted to talk to or someone wanted to get with you, these were the records that you did it on. The slow dance records. Now, sometimes just a slow dance record would be just that. Just, just uh, vertically cuddle. Okay, a lot of times if you didn't know the person you wanted to get to know, you were talking. You were in their ear. Yeah, you were dancing, but you were talking when no one else could see you or could hear you. And the other thing is that if you knew and you kept time, you kept track of the fast dance records, then you would realize that the slow dance record was about to come. So those silken wool shirts that we wore in the 70s, ugh, all different colors and that would just stick to your body in a sweaty situation. You found time to kind of freshen up, okay, before you wanted to slow dance with the lady of your choice. This and these guys who never used a horn in any record I've ever heard them play, I heard them make. This was one of the standards. The Isley Brothers were one of the standards. I'm from Philadelphia. The Isley Brothers are still, their music is still one of the standards. Um, so, Let's talk Valentine's Day. Again, uh, we have over about 500 podcasts, and in several of them, I have mentioned how I feel about the commercialization of life that we do in this country. Hey, it is what it is. We're a capitalist, capitalistic society, so we sell everything. And there are certain days scripted just for certain industries. This is my opinion. Certain days are scripted for certain industry industries to recoup money. Valentine's Day 
let's love. Okay, there's Mother's Day, there's Father's Day, there's Groundhog's Day, there's, I don't know, so many, so many different days where if you don't partake as an American, you looked on as, or you, you know, I don't know why. I've never been a big Valentine. You can commercialize a lot of things. I've never been big on commercializing love, commercializing emotion, commercializing this, this day. Um, it's almost as if I've been married for almost 40 years. And I know even if you have been dating for 40 weeks or 40 days, the industry and our society can make you feel compelled to show your feeling on this particular day if you have any kind of relationship with a friend, lover, partner, husband, wife, and you don't display or spend some money on Valentine's Day. It could bring a lot of things falsely into question. Um, hmm. I've always felt the reason to challenge that. Because, and I know, I know, just go along with it, Neil. Nah. I always felt the reason to challenge that because if I love you, I love you. If I like you, I like you. If I want to say something special to, to someone, I can say it any day of the week. Now, the other thing about the flip side of this is that you get messages or you can get messages from people that maybe don't want to live with you, but want to know that, want you to know that they love you. It's all good. It's America. It's how we do things here. Um, just, just don't feel compelled to share your heart with everybody except for the one you're with. So if you're fasting, I had fasting, I had a birthday, at Super Bowl stuff, and I talked about Valentine's Day, and all of that, during that whole two week span, I had a blessed, I was blessed in my travels, blessed in my interactions, blessed in my love, and I hope you were too. I'll be back this week, and I got another one for you, so in a completely different vein, but thanks for listening. Talk to somebody about this. This is the Talk It Out podcast with Neil Bailey Harper. Be blessed, everybody. Talk to you soon.